0: Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank & Trust. Member FDIC. Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank & Trust. Member FDIC. Brought to you by Reliance Bank. The super senior right tackle is part of an offensive line that paved the way for the top rushing attack in the Power Five last year. Reliance Bank opened its doors in 1965, and although they may be growing, they're still the institution you've trusted for years. Just like K.J. Jefferson can rely on Dalton Wagner, you can rely on us at Reliance Bank.
1: Okay, 1029. Let's bring him in on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Hogs win again. Dalton, congratulations on another victory. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm good.
1: good. Dalton, I'm going to pay you a very strange compliment. How about that? Now, right. we've been doing this stuff with uh, players for the last couple of years, or ever since it was available, I guess, a couple of seasons. And we have folks record promos to promote their segment. Hi, I'm Justin Acre. You can catch me in the zone, 10 to 1. It's five days a week. And three of those days, it's reasonably compelling. That's what my promo would say. So typically when we send these to the players, it's usually very uh, like they've never done a promo before because they haven't because that's not their job. <laughs> they typically read it, and it sounds like they're reading it, and that's fine. We're happy to hear their voice. We're happy to have them promote their segment. But I heard your promotion this morning on the air and uh, you did a damn good job, I gotta say. You—it's uh, like you've been doing this for years.
0: Yeah, I've always—I've uh, always been pretty happy decent at cutting promos. You know, I just—I <laughs> channel that inner childhood. Went back to watching WWE and everything.
1: There you go. <laughs> yeah, you have a special talent. So that is—it's not easy to not sound like you're reading. That's how, like, the first two years I was in television. That's how everything. And then the guy came, and he was arrested by the authorities. It was terrible. So I mean, it's, it takes a while to get good at that. But you got you got a natural knack for it. So, um, okay. So a couple things about the game the other day. You know, we thought you guys could run the ball after seeing what Georgia State did to South Carolina, and you made it look real easy at times. The thing I love the most is you guys got a lot of folks involved. You got three different running backs in the end zone, but uh, to be able to to get physical with the team and kind of push South Carolina around a little bit. I would think, uh, as an offensive lineman, that makes you feel pretty good, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, going into it, watching a lot of that South Carolina film, you know, they their defense was pretty stout against Georgia State. You know, Georgia State still rushed it; I think it was 200 yards on it. But you know, you had some guys in the in, on the interior that were really good, and then guys on the edge that were even better than the guys on the interior. So going into the week, we're like, we've got to run the ball. We got to make sure we stay out of some bad situations, and if we can just ground pound it and control the time possession and really just make make sure we can take care of our defense there's no reason we shouldn't win that and that's exactly what what we went out there and did and, you know <laughs> god bless tempo i guess <laughs> i hate it i love it at the same time but i was looking over you know as we're waiting on plays and stuff and if they're sideline you see guys running off and they're just collapsing on the side like as they're running off the field and it's just it's a testament to our line's ability to, to keep going when we're tired, KJ to keep pushing us, and Coach Biles as well to keep pushing that tempo. Okay, but yeah, but the defensive linemen are going over there and getting a rest and then coming back after a rest, but you're still out there. I mean, how, how do you handle that mentally? Uh, it's just chipping away, honestly. I know it's so cliche as, as, as it sounds, but like if you just keep chipping away, you don't really think about it. You'll be good, and you can kind of just tank through it. Like I, the way I think about it, is like I'm like, it doesn't matter kind of how much this guy is in front of me, or how he's looking, or what it is. You know, I've got a job to do. I don't know that's how the rest of the line thinks about it. We've got a job to do. We've got to get it done. You know, they can sub a guy every single play, and it still won't matter. We've got to get out there and do a job. But it is a little frustrating when some fresh dude comes sprinting on the field. He other not even sweat yet, and you're just drenched and breathing heavy. But it's, you got a job to do.
1: What, how much cardio do you, you do, or how much do you prepare for that other than just in practice, you know, going against other guys? What what, do you, what are the best things to try to get ready for that when you guys are doing tempo?
0: Honestly, the only way you can be ready for it is practicing it. That's the only way. Like, we came out of summer conditioning. Um, that first day at camp, we were all gassed and dead. Because and, hmm. there's a difference between, you know, running shape and football shape. Because you can, you know, you can run a mile and, Feel good or do all these wind sprints and feel good, but when you actually have to push somebody, and you got to take footwork and you more explosive movement. You know that's a new thing that you're not ready for. And Coach Blows, uh, every really Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, every day of the week we can't. We do some sort of tempo period. He throws it in there, whether it's like an eight play rack or a ten play rack or a six play rack of. You're out there. Go as fast as we can. Fly around. Scouts are out there too. So we're going go to we're going against somebody actually instead of just doing it on air. And that's really the only way you can get ready for it is by practicing it.
1: Talking to Dalton White, you're on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline brought to you by Reliance Bank. I saw you tweeted something about Drew Sanders, who had a great game the other day, got a national award, and got even co-SEC Player of the Week. You know how they do that. They don't they only give co's, apparently, to Arkansas players. But nevertheless, I digress. Uh, how much do you get to watch the defense, if at all? Or are you guys constantly meeting, talking, and talking about the next series when the defense is on the field? So
0: we were, we were lucky enough that we we're handling blitzes and movements and a lot of stuff pretty well that we were able to get our adjustments done as fast as we can and then be able to watch and I mean I don't even know how many times I saw Drew Sanders on the big screen or on the field because you know we're sitting down over there so you can't really see over the guys in front of us but on the screen watching and just I was I, I, I was probably the most happy out of anyone for it because to see that pay off for him after how hard he's worked since he's gotten here is just truly incredible and I'm I'm happy that he's able to go out there and have the game he had. Well, he had two sacks, uh, a forced fumble, I think a few TFLs, and a bunch of tackles too. And I agree with you on that sentiment. I think you've got two national awards, but he's still a co-player of the week. But it is what it is. Um, but yeah, I, I was, we were all extremely happy for him. We were all the whole line. If you could have seen if we were every time he was making a play, we were so happy.
1: Yeah. Well, it's just uh, because it means more in the SEC, Dalton. It's harder to get an SEC award than it is a national award, it turns out. So it's really weird. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, and then the other play that got us fired up was uh, was Hazelwood pushing the, the defender to the ground, just kind of ragdolling a dude. That's got to be exciting for a guy who prides himself on playing physical. When you see a receiver doing that, that's got to feel good.
0: Oh, absolutely. You know, we were – it's hard to see it when we're on the field, but once I saw, once I saw the uh, film of it, and I think Razorback, all the Razorback accounts posted it out like a hundred times too, which is awesome. And to see him, I mean, I think he threw him underneath the dirt, and he, that guy might still be underneath the field right now. That was that was incredible.
1: Yeah, um, you know, we talked to the to skill guys about this quarterbacks, you know, running backs, receivers. And even defensive backs and, and linebackers. I'm just curious from an offensive lineman standpoint, how much tape do you watch in preparation for a game?
0: I watch a lot of tape. Um, probably a little more than most people do. I like to, because with tackle, and I know Luke's probably the same way with tackle, like the moves somebody can make out on the edge, like especially in the SEC, you know, you're going against the first-rounder almost every week on the edge. And so you've got to watch film enough to be able to see tendencies, to see how he plays certain things. It's like when I'm watching film, I usually start with personnel cut-ups. We have personnel cut-ups where you can watch specific players on the D-line or linebackers, and you can see like where they're graded positive or they're graded negative. You can see pass rush cut-ups or run blocking cut-ups. So I usually start with pass rush to start there, and I can see, all right, this tackle – had a lot of success flat setting, and I might want to mix that in there. This tackle is getting smoked on the flat set. I don't want to do that. And then from there I go into, they have a, we'll have like a total stack cut up for the whole defense. We'll have like third and long, blitz cut up, short yardage, everything like that. So I try to watch as much of it as I can. And even in the about hour, or hour and a half, we have meetings every day too. We're always constantly watching film. Has Bumper Pool changed any after his uh, long kickoff return? No, I don't think he has. I think if he would have scored, he would have changed a lot. But he has not changed after that. Though no. we were, we gave him so much crap for that after he uh, after he did that. I was like, really, man? I'm like, couldn't you just punch it in the end zone there? I guess he said something about the defenders coming up a little too quickly for him. You, uh, you, you got to take a little bit of the fourth quarter off. Coach Pittman talked to before the season that he wanted to take care of you, make sure you're there for the long haul, give you some time off during games. What do you think? Do you like? I mean, the game was in hand, but still, what's it like standing over there and watching? Uh, if I'm being honest, I don't really like it that much. Um, I get why he did. I get why he has to do it, and you know, you got to get young guys reps, and you got to, you know, especially in a situation like that where you can get a young guy quality SEC reps. You definitely got to do that. But I want to be out there with my boys. I want to be out there still running the ball because that's just a game. That's just it was so much fun to play and Yeah, it was exhausting, and you're tired. I think we ran eighty nine or ninety plays on offense and but it's still one you want to finish it with your boys, especially for the knee too. But I was happy for Ty Keith to get out there. I was really excited to see him play, you know, I was hyped after his first drive. To be able to see a young guy put all his skills together and go against high quality defensive fronts in a game where, you know, the pressure might not be too high anymore. Now that we have it in hand it was awesome to see.
1: Talking to Dalton Magner on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline again, brought to you by Reliance Bank. Let's talk about Missouri State a little bit. I got a chance to see them in person earlier this season. Highly ranked team in the FCS, but uh, I would think when you look at the matchup for you guys in the run game against their defensive line, you're going to have some advantages there. What are your thoughts on the on the Bears this weekend? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Um... Like you said, a highly touted FCS team. Um, My older brother played at Southern Illinois University, so he was in the Missouri Valley with them. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, you know, I texted him a little bit the other day about it. Like, he doesn't play anymore, but I'm like, hey, back in the day, you know, because people are still, (laughs) programs are still creatures of habits on what they do. I'm like, what did you think? How'd they play? How'd they react to things? You know, just overall, like, emotionality of their team as the game would progress and stuff. Um, But yeah, very well coached team. Um, a strong contender in the FDS. You know, they, they're, they're kind of the bullies right now. in uh, the Missouri Valley, it looks like um, they're going to do a lot of what Cincinnati did to us, where they're going to try to do a lot of twist games to muddy up the run game, you know, fly around and try to fill gaps. They love to bring a nickel stab pressure off to the field. And they, it, a lot of movements and a lot of blitzes that they're going to try to do because they're not going to want to line up and just play it straight up. They're going to have to do something there to twist and try to cause confusion on the line. and mm-hmm. we got to be ready to pick that up and make sure our spots are on point. What do you do to beat those stunts, the, the blitz, the, the twists? A lot of repping it during practice. Coach uh, Coach Kenny does a good job making sure we rep, we rep it and rep it and rep it. But a lot of times it's your patience and it's, you have to see it. You know, there's tells you can see on defenses, and this is a universal thing on defenses. You know, there's safeties that'll cap over corners, and if he's capped and off the hash, then you can see that he's probably going to come, you know, and someone's got to stun, someone's got to do something inside. But it's a lot of taking care of each other and being patient through your run pitch. You can't just run out there and run these tracks like some teams do on zone plays. you got to be patient, you got to collect, you got to pry back, you got to do a lot of things to make sure you can just create some sort of run team because our running backs are good enough that, even if it's just a little bit, they'll find it and fall forward for four or five yards. Does the locker room know about the history of Bobby Petrino and and Arkansas? Yeah, most definitely they do. They all know what. Um, I mean, heck, he was last time we were relevant well for now. Obviously, was when he was here, and he did an awesome job with the Razorbacks back in the day. You know, it was it was a powerhouse. He created a great team, and I think I think I was seeing that the last time we were ranked back to back in the top ten was when he was here as well too. Mm-hmm. So. You know, obviously, he's a very storied coach, and he's done a tremendous job at at Arkansas and now at Missouri State, too. And, you know, the locker room knows that he's coming in here, and he's a a good coach. He was a good coach.
1: You know, Coach talked about the recruiting aspect of being in the top 10 again. I'm glad you alluded to that. And, you know, he basically told the writers, I'm not doing it for you. I'm not promoting it for 50 year old guys. But from a recruiting standpoint, it does matter. How much does that matter to you guys that you're being recognized nationally like that?
0: It's awesome. Um, we, we recognize how important it is to be in the top 10, how much that helps out recruiting, how much that can help out just the future of the program when you have two back-to-back top 10. You know, you were in the top 10 two, two times back-to-back, excuse me. Um, they, and it's important to us because it's just, it makes us feel, you know, like we're doing something right. It makes us feel like, even though we're winning games, it makes us like, all right, cool. But now it also puts that kind of fire under your butt of you're either hunted or being hunted. Like, and we got to make sure that we're not slacking off and we're not doing that. And I think that being in the top ten helps us do that. It helps us realize that, look, you can't, you know, if you're making a mistake in practice, you can't let that happen. you got to keep figure out a way to fix that mistake. Or if you made a mistake in a game, you got to figure out how to fix it quickly because, you know, people are looking to knock off top ten teams. You know, App State knocked off A&M. Mm-hmm. Um, Marshall knocked off Notre Dame over the past weekend. Like, people are looking to knock these teams off. And I think that's what our team realizes now, too, is that, well, it's a blessing to be in the top ten. It's also you've got you've got a big target on your back now. You got to go even harder.
1: Last thing, I want to pass along condolences. I saw on Twitter that you had lost your grandfather, and as a guy who was very close to both of his, I certainly felt your pain. Um, sounds like you recruited him to be a, a big Razorback fan. What was your relationship like with him?
0: <laughs> yeah, he was a he was an awesome dude. You know, he was he was one of the hardest working people I've ever met in my life. He loved his family. Um, he did a tremendous job of instilling that in my dad and his brothers and uh, I'd like to think that my dad passed down those values and morals to me as well too and he uh, he didn't start off as a Razorback fan but there's a picture of him with uh, me Coach B and Coach Anderson way back in the day when I first got here mm-hmm. um, back when they did a home visit and he was as happy as could be because Coach B was a Wisconsin guy before he came to Arkansas and, and uh, Grandpa was a big Wisconsin fan you know Coach B was a legend up there and he became a quick racer back then. He watched all the basketball games, baseball games, football games. He mm-hmm. loved everything about the Hogs after I got here.
1: That's awesome. That's yeah, cool.
0: Met. I know he's up there with Grandma. and um, Yeah, he's a good man, a really good man.
1: Well, I'm sorry for your loss, man. I appreciate you weighing in on that. It's good to hear that story. and uh, We wish you the best this week.
0: Thank you very much. I appreciate the condolences.
1: You bet. All right, Dalton. Take care, buddy. Thank you. See you.